0: Well, hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today we are jumping into part two of our two part series around getting started with Facebook ads, the list building series. Now, of course, I'm not doing this one alone. If you listen to last week's episode, number 172, you know that my sidekick is back, Mr. Rick Mulready, as we dive into the power editor as well as Facebook ad analytics. Now, if by chance you missed last week or you forget where we're at in the series, let me give you a quick refresher. Last week in episode number 172, we kicked off a two-part series around getting started with Facebook ads, and we said this episode is for somebody in their first or second year of business. Maybe you're a coach, consultant, some kind of trainer, you have a service-based business, or you're doing some one-on-one work, and you're looking to expand your business. You want to sell online training courses or something of the like, live workshops, masterminds, group coaching, but you're just not there yet. However, you know the value of list building and you want to make sure that you start to grow your email list so that when you are ready to promote, when you are ready to launch, you have a list that is genuinely interested in what you're sharing and they're more primed to buy from you. So that's why we're focusing on getting started with Facebook ads and putting a spin on it and focusing on list building ad campaigns. Now, last week, we talked about the strategy of a list building ad campaign, and we talked about targeting. So if you missed last week and you're somebody who wants to get started with Facebook ads, maybe you've never done them before, or you've tried Facebook ads and you've been burned, then definitely jump over to 172, listen to that episode, come back to 173, and we're going to pick up literally where we left off. So essentially, we recorded the entire episode together, and then we broke it up into two episodes so it's not so overwhelming. So in a moment, you'll hear us jump right back into it. No hi, hellos. We're just continuing the conversation. So I think you're going to find it incredibly valuable. But again, I would listen to 172 if you haven't done so yet. Before we jump in to continue where we left off, a quick word about our sponsor let's talk about FreshBooks. Now, I agree to sing their praises, not just because they're the number one cloud accounting software for freelancers, but more so because they just rebuilt their entire platform and they help freelancers get paid faster. So now you can create and send branded invoices in just seconds. You can set yourself up to get paid in just two clicks, and you can see when someone actually views your invoice. No more guessing. So to get your free unrestricted trial, all you need to do is go to freshbooks.com forward slash Amy. And in that section where it says, where did you hear about us? Just type in online marketing made easy. Enjoy. Okay. Are you ready for part two of getting started with Facebook ads? The list building series. Let's do it. OK, so we are moving into our third section of our getting started with Facebook ads, and that is to talk about the power editor. So once you have your strategy set up, it could be a very simple strategy, but you want to think about your end game. Once you have that strategy set up, then you're going to to think about your targeting and really spend some time on who you're going to target before you ever get inside of the power editor. But now it's time to get into the power editor. And Rick and I talked about the fact that if you're just getting started with Facebook ads, do you really need to go inside the power editor? Because you also have the opportunity for the Facebook ads manager, which is simpler for sure. But I wanted to encourage all of you just to start out with the power editor, because once you start out there and you kind of get your sea legs and figure out how it works. It is like riding a bike. You'll get better at it and then it will just kind of click for you. I'd rather you just start out there versus having to transition into the power editor. Now it's okay if you just transition into it, but we thought that's what we would do today. Now, Rick, can you first just explain to people what's the difference between the ads manager and the power editor?
1: Yeah, so Ads Manager is really where I manage. I mean, kind of what it says, you manage your ads in there. So once your ads are running, that's where I go into look at all the stats and the metrics and see what, you know, see how my ads are doing. Now, and then in Power Editor, that's where I set up my ads. Okay. Now in Ads Manager, there is a green, I think it's green, create ad button. So you can create your ads from within ads manager, but it's more of a sort of one at a time sort of thing. And that's the biggest thing that I don't like about it is that if you are creating multiple ads, it's going to be a lot faster in power editor. So power editor is better for setting up large, you know, large amounts of ads. Even if you're just starting out, get in there, learn power editor. You might, if you've never been into power editor, it might be a little bit overwhelming at first, but I think the, I don't think If you know the foundation of what you're looking at, meaning like, all right, I know that this, uh, a Facebook ads campaign is set up into three different levels. You have your campaign level, your ad set level, and your ads level. That is across the board, whether you're using Power Editor or Ads Manager. And so when you understand these things like that, and you kind of understand the function of each, when you go in there, when you go into Power Editor, and you're like, wait, that tab wasn't there yesterday. Facebook made this update overnight. You don't freak out. You're like, well, okay, I get what that is. They just moved it from here over here. And I'm going with it. You know what I mean? It might take me a little getting used to, but I'm good to go. So understanding really the three different levels of your campaign, the campaign level, the ad set level, and then the ad and what each function is, is really like understand that and you're good to go. And then there's a little bit of a learning curve with with Power Editor. But just like you said, it's like riding a bike. It might be a little bit challenging at first, but then you're good to go.
0: Awesome. Okay. So where do we start with the Power Editor?
1: So, I mean, at that point, we have to you know again the reason that we set up our strategy in the very beginning and know what our strategy is going to be that helps us figure out okay what type of ad and how are we going to set this up in power editor and when i say how are we going to set this up then we get into and i know that we don't want to go down this big rabbit hole because we we've, we've spent a whole episode or maybe multiple episodes on this yeah. but you you will need to track conversions with your so if we're sending people to our to pick up our blueprint on the landing page we need to be able to track those conversions so we need to be using the facebook pixel and placing the pixel on the in the very least on the thank you page after they opt in so that we can set up that conversion so we can track that conversion of people you know who are actually clicking on our ad and and opting in for our lead magnet or our freebie so the strategy helps us know like, oh, okay, I need to track conversions here. So I need to pl- I need to make sure that the pixel is placed over on this thank you page. And I need to set up my custom. Again, we're going to keep this very basic. We'll set up our custom conversion, which very, very high level. Simplistically, all I need really is the URL of that thank you page. And I need to make sure the pixel is on the thank you page. And then I can set up my custom conversion. Okay. Okay. So as I'm setting up the ad, when your objective is conversions. And so actually, let me back up real quick. As I mentioned, I kept mentioning the three different levels. So we have the campaign level, the ad set level, and the ads level. The campaign level, all you're really doing at that point is naming what your ads campaign is, choosing an objective, and then choosing like the auction type and it's, it defaults to auction. And I, we go with that all the time. So really at the campaign level, you're just saying, okay, this is the name of my campaign. And then this is the objective that we're using now for the objective, you're choosing the objective that most aligns with the goal of your campaign. Again, going back to step number one here, setting up our strategy, we have to understand what the goal of our campaign is. In this case here, the goal of our campaign is to get people on, build our email list right? So we're looking for conversions as our objective. So we're telling Facebook, show or add to as many people. Now, in a nutshell, we're, we're doing this. We're telling Facebook to show or add to as many people within my target audience who are most likely to convert or meaning opt in on our, on our registration page. So we're choosing conversions. So that's the campaign level. That's it. Then at the ad set level, that's where you get into all kinds of different things, where you're setting up the the budget, the days that you want, you know, the, the, the schedule of your ads. This is where you talk about the targeting and what you want to optimize for. This is really the meat of your ad campaign. Now, as I mentioned before, if we're doing conversions as our objective, the first thing that we're going to, that Facebook is going to ask us on the ad set level is what conversion, what do we want to optimize this campaign for? Yes. And this is a big, like, well, People have a lot of confusion around this. Essentially, when your objective is conversions, you have to, Facebook needs to know, well, okay, great. We understand that you want conversions. If Facebook were talking to you, Facebook's saying, <laughs> we, we get that you want conversions. Which conversion do you want us to optimize for? And so meaning, what do you want more of? And so, this is really most relevant when, or what they're talking about here is if you have multiple conversions, again, this is more advanced. If you're tracking like the original opt in and then you're also tracking sales down the road, Facebook needs to know, okay, cool, great. But which of those conversions do you want the most of? And we want the most of that first one, right? Because if we're getting people into our sales funnel with the opt in page and if we're not optimizing for that, then, we need, how do I say this? We want to tell Facebook, we want the most of this. And in in our example here that we're using, we want the most opt-ins. Okay. So you simply, there's a field there. You just click on it and you choose the conversion that you set up for the blueprint layer or the freebie. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It does. It's difficult and overwhelming when you're just starting out. Plus when you're hearing it and not seeing it. So you got to get in there and kind of work your way around. But yes, that makes sense.
1: Okay, so we're optimizing for the opt-in that we created. So we want people to to from go from our Facebook ad to our opt-in page and opt in for our freebie or lead magnet, whatever that is. So we're optimizing for that. Whatever you call that conversion, that's what you're optimizing for. Okay. Okay. So then then you move into like again, like setting up your targeting and setting up your the dates and the the budget and stuff like that. So again, on the targeting part. We're going to keep it very simple in the detailed targeting. We would put in one, maybe a few of those interests that you came up with when we're talking about putting your targeting together. And then there's the optimization part. Now, how deeply do you want to go into the optimization part? Because we can this is a it's a little bit of a more advanced conversation, but there's a very simple answer too for it.
0: Okay. Give me the simple answer because although this episode is all about getting started, I think it's important to know these elements.
1: Yeah. So the simple answer is go when you're, especially when your objective is conversions, I would suggest going with a default option that it gives you. Okay. So meaning like you're optimizing for conversions. Now, the other thing that I will mention there is that there will also be a little drop down menu there asking you for the conversion window. To add some more, you know, a few more layers here. What's
0: that about?
1: Again, well, I mean, I could explain it because it might get confusing or I could just suggest what I or make the suggestion on which one to choose.
0: I like when I'm just starting out, I like someone to suggest, like, tell me what to choose.
1: Okay. I would go with the one day click.
0: Okay. One day click.
1: You're telling Facebook, you know what, when somebody lands on my opt-in page, they're going to make that decision to opt in within a day. Because we're only opting in, you know, they're not dropping down $5,000 right now. Right. They're opting in for a freebie. So they should be able to make that decision pretty quickly. So I would do a one day click.
0: Okay. So back me up a little bit. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, there's three sections of the power editor. We are in what section?
1: We're in the ad set level.
0: Ad set level. And some of the key decisions and the suggestions that you're making. Can you tell us one more time? Walk us through.
1: Yeah. I think the three key things that we're looking at here is you want to optimize for this conversion, the the opt-in conversion that you've set up. Okay. And that also is a a good point. You've got to make sure that the pixel and the conversion is set up prior to setting up your ad set.
0: Okay. And we talk about the pixel in an entire episode. And if you're going to run Facebook ads, you want to listen to that episode. I will link to it in the show notes. It's all about pixels.
1: Yeah, so the bi- so so that's the first one. And then, you know, then you have like the setting up the dates and stuff and the budget. That's pretty straightforward. But then we get into the targeting, so that's the detailed targeting section is what we're talking about here, the basics. So you want to put in one or a few of your interests that you're talking about and then looking at the audience size that changes as you put those interests in. And then the third part is what we're talking about here. Just go with the default option optimize for conversions, but change that conversion window to one day click.
0: Perfect. Okay. And yep. when you're in there at the ad set level, you'll see all these options. It's it's pretty easy e- yes. to find them all. And,
1: and I want to, I want d- again, I want to caveat this with all your, from all your listeners who are be like, Rick, you can't be giving a one, like a general do this. We're talking basic here Yeah. because when you get into more advanced stuff, like you're using reporting to figure this stuff out, like we're talking basics, get started Give me the suggestion on what to do. That's what we're talking about. Yes, for sure. Okay.
0: And once you get going, then you can make new decisions based on your own experiences and experimentation.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So then we move into the ad level. Okay. So we've, we've handled the campaign level. We've handled the ad set level. Then we move into the ad level and this is pretty much what it sounds like. This is where we set up our ad. And so we have to make a decision based on, again, going back to that strategy, what are we trying to achieve here? What type of ad are we going to run? Okay. And so when you're just starting out, the simplest way to do it is just to do a standard type of ad that you've you've seen a million times on Facebook. You know, The one that has an image and you've got some ad copy there. And when they click on your ad, they go to your landing page. Now... I also, and I, and I, we, you and I haven't talked about this. I had this idea last night to, if you want to keep it really simple, because then people go like, well, what should my image be? And what should my, like, how should I put that together? And of course, we can use things like pickmonkey.com and canva.com, which are free tools and make it super simple to create Facebook ad images. But if you, let's just say you don't want to do that. You're like, I just want the fastest way to do something to get my ad up. You could do a Facebook Live. Oh. And you and I didn't talk about this. No. So you could do a Facebook Live. And we're talking either hopping in front of your your webcam on your computer, grabbing your phone and doing a Facebook Live. And then all you do is you're introducing yourself. You're talking about who you are and maybe a little bit about your background, how you can help people, maybe how you've already helped people. And then you're giving a little information about your lead magnet. You're like teasing your lead magnet, maybe giving a little bit away of what you talk about in that lead magnet. But then you're talking about where people can download that lead magnet, and so you're you're doing a video ad as a Facebook Live. Okay, so if you're on your you're on your Facebook page now, you're getting some social proof on there because you got your fans and they're liking and commenting it and so forth. Well, then you can turn that Facebook Live into a video ad. Okay. Very quickly.
0: That is really cool. And let me back up a little bit more because as we are recreating some of our ads for my webinar program, as I mentioned, one lesson that I've learned is that when you are creating video ads, something that's working really well is that you do a video and you teach something, something of value. You teach a tip, a trick, a strategy, whatever it might be. And then you lead people to get the freebie if they want to dive in deeper with you or make it actionable or whatever it might be. And I've seen Facebook ads like this that are converting really well. Mm -hmm. So to piggyback on your idea of creating a Facebook Live that goes into a recording that can become an ad, how do you feel about them actually teaching something before they even talk about their freebie?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have to remember, too, that it's the first you know, three to 10 seconds of that video that's most important because you've got to catch people's attention, right? You've got to get you've got to be like, all right, you want to give them a reason to continue to watch that video. So get right into it meaning like hook their attention and I would also I wouldn't necessarily wait until the very end to mention your freebie good point where they can get that I'd be sprinkling that throughout the video because you know not everybody's watching the entire video so if you sprinkle it throughout that video there's more options for people to to do that or to get it now I bring this whole Facebook live video up is because it's the fastest way to get something to get something up and and not only that, but you're also you're because you're doing a Facebook live, Facebook loves that. The video is going to get more reach on your when you do it on your page. Thus, you're more likely to get some social proof on that. And then Facebook really likes it when you convert that Facebook Live video into a Facebook video. And so how to do that is very simple. All you have to do is at the ads level, you would say use existing post as the option. And then you choose from the dropdown, which are lists out all your posts that are on your page. And you'll okay. see your Facebook Live right there. You select it and now you have your ad.
0: That does make it really easy. I have a few quick questions. Yes. My first question is, let's say you went live and you know how you can put some copy above the video before you go live, you could type some stuff in. After that video is live and it goes into the recording, are you still able to change that text around and then put it into a Facebook ad?
1: Yes. Before you turn it into an ad, you can make edits to that copy. After you turn it into an ad, you can't make any edits to it.
0: Okay, so this is important, guys, because I love this strategy. And I feel like this is great for a beginner because you don't have to deal with ad images. You don't have to have a lot of ad copy. You just want to make sure you're prepared for your Facebook Live. So it's really powerful. But what I would suggest is that after you go live, I would edit the copy above the video and you want to include now tell me if you disagree here, Rick, you want to include a link to your freebie.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yep.
0: Great. Yep. So maybe you could talk about your freebie just a little bit like, Hey, watch this video to learn X, Y, Z. And I'm giving away a free PDF to make it even more actionable. You can get that here. You include that URL so that you are including a call to action above that video to encourage them to watch, but also download your freebie.
1: Yep, exactly. Okay, exactly. So I, I, we're ta- if we're talking like Speed, sp- speed to how to create an ad. That's going to be the fastest way for you. Okay, cool. And again, and Facebook loves video.
0: Yeah, so they're really going to reward you for doing it this way.
1: Exactly, exactly. Now, of course, you don't have to do that if if people are like <laughs> grumbling as they're listening, like oh, I don't want to do, I don't want to do a video. Well, then yes, you can create a very a simple image. You know, you can u- again, you can use tools like Canva.com or PickMonkey.com to create those images and then write some ad copy. Now. People often th- overthink the ad copy as well. Think about like, don't get all corporate with the ad copy mm-hmm. speak. Yes. Think about like, if I were to sitting down for coffee with my target audience, what would that conversation be like? Like, how would I be telling them about whatever I'm offering here? And so that's what you want to be conversational because you have to remember what type of platform Facebook is. It's a social platform. People are on there to share with their friends and family. So we want to make sure that, that your ad copy is written as such so that it's conversational. You're letting people know like you are using the ad copy to speak directly to your target audience and then give them a reason to... Or you want to share the benefits of whatever you're offering, offering and then give them a reason to click on your ad to go to your landing page.
0: Yes. So yeah. smart.
1: Yeah. The last part of the ad section at the bottom is... Just making sure that your pixel is selected. It usually defaults to the to the pixel, and you should be good. But just make sure you like when you see that you know what you're looking at. So it's saying like track all conversions using this pixel. And so, like I said, it usually defaults to your pixel, so you so you should be good. But just make sure that that's checked. You'll you'll see it there. It's very straightforward in the ad section.
0: Okay, so once they get to the bottom of the ad section. They're going to go ahead and I can't remember what the button says, but in order to save it and push it to Facebook for approval.
1: Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I can't think of that either.
0: But it's in the upper right
1: corner, so yeah. you'll find it's it It's like a big green button.
0: Yes. And so once you do that, on average, how long does it take for your ad to get approved and go live?
1: It should be. It should be just a matter of a few minutes. It should be. Now, I've seen it take a few hours, though. If you're going on like longer than, say, like 24 hours there's probably just a hiccup there with with Facebook, in which case I would be resubmitting it again. So like I get that question a lot, like, look, it's been 48 hours since I well, it's probably there's something happened with the system or whatever. That's a bug. I would resubmit it. What
0: there. does it mean to resubmit it?
1: Well, I'd go I would go back in there. And what I would probably do at that point is just duplicate the campaign and just click the green button again to, to upload it into for Facebook to review. Got it.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: Now, when you do that, what I like to do is because we're doing this in Power Editor, whenever I submit it for approval, I always go over to to Ads Manager, refresh Ads Manager, and just make sure that it it populates in Ads Manager.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So you can kind of toggle between the two in order to make sure that it populated.
1: Yeah, I always like to have two tabs open in my browser. Well, two among my 60. You have Do a
0: million. I have just way too many To be honest. honest. <laughs> <laughs> one time I Let's, saw his desktop and I'm like, what are all those tabs? I'm having a heart attack.
1: Baby Sarah started shaking with anxiety <laughs> from all the tabs. Um, yes, yeah, so I just like to have Power Editor open in one tab and Ads Manager open in another.
0: Gotcha. And then Netflix in the third.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Honest. Yes.
0: Okay, so... This is great. We went through the power editor. They're going to submit. Hopefully it will go live. And if you are ready for those ads to run, meaning you want them to start immediately, if you set it up that way, they will start immediately. And I think this is a good transition into our final section, which we're going to talk about metrics, because once that ad starts running, you want to check it regularly. And what does regularly mean?
1: This is the hardest thing for people to do, including myself, including myself. So if your ad starts at, let's just say 6am in the morning, what I recommend doing when you get up is to just to check in on it to make sure that it's active and to make sure that it's starting to deliver a little bit. Okay. But then the hardest part comes next is you got to leave it. You got to leave it alone.
0: Yes. It's like playing the stock market.
1: It is. It's like it's really hard, but you got you got to just let it ride. You got to let it go because you've got to give Facebook's algorithm time to get your ad into the flow of the, you know of delivery and so forth. And that's going to be at least three days. We're talking like seventy two hours. And so the biggest mistake I see people make is that they just make a decision too quickly. So like the ad starts at six a.m. and by one o'clock in the afternoon, they're looking at it like, well, this isn't doing anything and so they shut it down but it's it's too quick you got to give the algorithm time to to do its thing to get your ad into the flow into the delivery flow if you will and so we're talking 72 hours at that point
0: gotcha okay yep.
1: and that's and that's also too if once we get to that 72 hour point then we're looking at the the metrics okay and then if we make any changes at that point let's just say we're happy with our ads like we're Ten dollars a day for our ad set. We're like, oh, okay. We're pretty happy with this, and I want to increase the budget. Well, the biggest mistake that people make is that they crank up the budget because they're all excited about. They're like, oh, I'm going to go up to thirty dollars a day. No, that's not. That's not good.
0: Why? Why?
1: The easiest way to say it is it confuse. And I'm using air quotes as I say that. Oh, you always love air. I love me air quotes. (laughs) I love my air quotes. (laughs) It confuses the algorithm. You're giving. You're flooding the algorithm with with too much data. Too quickly, because when you start your ad, the algorithm again, uh, everything that we're doing on Facebook is based on this algorithm. And essentially, like the, the easiest way to think about it is sort of like the man behind the curtain, you know, that's running behind the scenes of Facebook, that's running all of the ads. And so, when we start looking at, okay, cool, I'm happy with the with the results here when we start our ads, the algorithm is setting up to deliver and get you success based on how you set it up from the beginning. So any kind of changes that you make to it, drastic changes, it confuses the algorithm. And one of those changes that, again, the mistakes that people make is that they make too big of a jump on that budget. So instead, I wouldn't go more than say, 30% per day, like 25% ish, on that increase. So for example, if I'm at $10 a day and then after three days, I'm pretty happy. I'm like, okay, cool. I want to increase the budget. Now you're only going up to about $12.50 a day or $13 a day. So you're only doing that little incremental increase. And then once you make that change, then you're waiting again for the algorithm to take in these new changes. And then again, it's a waiting game. Okay. So It is a, it's a longer term thing here that we're talking about because we've got to give the algorithm time to do its thing. So should we talk about some of the metrics that we should be looking at?
0: Let's do it. Definitely. And where to find these metrics.
1: Yeah. So at this point here where our ad is running, now I'm looking in ads manager. I'm not looking at it in Editor. I'm looking at an ads manager to look at my stats. And there's a little performance dropdown on the right-hand side of your ads manager, what I like to do is go in there and look at customized columns or select customized columns so that I can select the stats that I want to be looking at for my ads. And one of the biggest mistakes people make, especially when it's when they're running conversion ads, meaning I want people to opt in and download something, is that they're looking at things like... Because old school online advertising metrics are like CPM and CPC. And so people know those numbers. And that so thus, those are the first couple of numbers that people look at, <laughs> right. which I don't recommend at all. Unless you're, I mean, CPC, unless your objective is traffic, meaning you're just trying to drive traffic, then yes, CPC is important. And CPC, I'm not saying CPC is not important. It's not like your primary metric though, when conversions is your objective. So in that case, I want to know what my cost per lead is right off the bat. That's the first thing I'm looking at. What is my cost per lead? And then I can start to look at other stats. Like, I do want to know what my conversion rate is on my landing page. So the cool thing, if you're using lead page is it will tell you what that number is. So I like to look at at least having your conversion rate at 20%. Okay. And so if it's below 20%, the first thing I would look at to troubleshoot is that, is there consistency between the ad that we're running and the landing page that we are sending people to? Meaning like if you did that Facebook live video, maybe there's a screenshot of that video on the landing page of you on, you know, of you on the video.
0: Ooh, that's a good idea.
1: And, and maybe and you want to make sure that you're using the same copy that you're using on the ad as on the landing page. So there's consistency between the two, because the worst thing ever is for someone to click on an ad and land on a landing page. And it's completely different text and color scheme. And it's like, Whoa, 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 I landed, well, how did I get here? What is this? You know, yep. people, are, you're going to lose people quickly. So that's what I would look at, very high level. That's what I would look at if my conversion rate is below 20%. So again, so conversion rate, a conversion campaign, just to recap, I'm looking at what is my cost per conversion, then I'm going to look at, okay, how much traffic is actually going to that landing page and actually converting. So that's the conversion rate. At the same time, I really want to be looking at, okay, what's the click-through rate on this on this ad i like to say at least one percent on your click-through rate if you're down in like the 0.3 that you know something like that your ad is not resonating with the audience that you are you're targeting okay so looking at the click-through rate there then i'm looking at other scores like the relevant score is a scale of on a, I think we've talked about it here on the on on the podcast before.
0: We have. Yep.
1: Yeah, so that scale of 1 to 10, the closer you are to 10, the better, and also the higher the relevance score, the lower your costs are going to be. And basically all relevance score, like in simplicity's sake, is how relevant is your ad to the target audience that you are targeting. Okay? Gotcha. Now I don't really want to get into like if you have a low relevance score, what to do, because there's a bunch of different. There's no one answer for that. But essentially, if you do have a low relevance score, what Facebook is telling you is that your ad is not relevant to the target audience that you are showing it to. And so it could be your ad or it could be the target audience that you're targeting there.
0: So you want to experiment around that. We won't get into all the details about how to do so, but it's something to be aware of.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. I also want to be looking at the frequency. So if you I like to say if you're four and above, you are getting into the range of like people are seeing your ad too many times and then they're getting into that whole what I call banner blindness. They're not going to look at your ad anymore. They're seeing it too many times. Gotcha. And so in that case, you want to change things up you know, create a new ad, you know, doesn't necessarily mean you have to change the target audience, but I would change the type of ad that you're showing to that specific target audience. Okay. And then at that point too, so I call those the troubleshooting metrics. You know, those are some of the high level metrics I'm looking at. Then you can look at, okay, what is my cost per click at that point? Because again, if our objective is conversions, knowing what my cost per click is for me personally is a little bit further down the list of the things I'm looking at to make that determination. So just to kind of recap, I'm looking at what is my cost per lead? And we didn't even even mention like,
0: I know that's a whole ball of wax. So let's do that.
1: The inevitable question is what, what is a good cost for leave?
0: We have to talk about it. Rick and I laugh because this is a very tough question, but I want to let you all know that the show notes will list those troubleshooting metrics and the actual numbers that Rick is suggesting. So you can go to the show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash one seven two, and you can see a list of what he just went through, but let's Address it, Rick. We've got to. What is a good cost per lead?
1: So, the first thing I want to do is be careful what you believe out there because people throw these costs per lead out very quickly and like bragging, you know, like, oh, I'm getting dollar leads or I'm getting.
0: It's kind of the favorite thing that our peers love to brag about. And we've been guilty of it too, but we like to throw these numbers around.
1: It's just looking at it in context and looking at it in the overall relevance of what they're talking about. Yes. I'm not, we're not saying like people aren't getting 50 cent leads, but maybe it's one ad set in like the warmest audience possible. Right. You know, but with that said, it's very possible to be doing 50 cent leads on cold traffic. It is. Okay. I just say that just, you know, because it really frustrates me when someone is getting, let's just say a $5 cost per lead and they're doing extremely well on their ads. I have these conversations all the time and they're super bummed out about it Ugh. because they keep hearing like well it's not a 2 dollar lead or it's not a dollar 50 lead but yet, you know, they're getting $5 leads and it's converting really well, you know? So just kind of keep that in mind. Here's where
0: this conversation, sorry to cut you off, but I got to mention where this conversation gets a little tough. And that is if we were talking about running Facebook ads to a webinar to sell an online training program, it's easier for you to decide how much money you want to spend on your leads to get them onto a webinar because you can estimate how much money you think you're going to make from that webinar pro yeah. So you can kind of work backwards just as Rick started this whole conversation. I'm going to make $20,000 on my webinar promo so I can work backwards and decide how much do I want to pay for each person that signs up for my webinar. Yeah. When you're just list building with Facebook ads and not ready to sell, it gets a little bit confusing and you are guessing here.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so For most people, I would say, for again, we're going to talk in very big generalities here. For most people who are listening right now, I would be shooting for, say, like $9 and under on a lead, cost per lead. Now, some people might be like, $9? Are you kidding me? Like, that's really, really bad. Look, the reality of Facebook right now is that we keep hearing like it's, you know, they've been talking about it for a while on the news that the advertising inventory on Facebook has become a lot more competitive and they're quote unquote running out of space. And everyone says like, well, or a lot of people ask like, well, are costs really rising? I've seen the cost of my ads rise over the past several months. Yes, it is getting a little bit more expensive on Facebook. However, it is still far and away the best platform to be advertising on. Okay. And with even with the cost increasing a little bit, it's still the most cost effective platform. Okay. So don't let that scare you. But this whole getting one and $2 cost per lead, and granted, it's very possible. I know a lot of people who do it on a regular basis to cold traffic. But if you're going in with that expectation for when you're just starting out, just be careful of that. Like I would, that's why I'm saying, like, if you're $9 or under, then you're doing pretty well. And again, you want to this like you mentioned, Amy. This is a grant. This is a bigger picture here about maybe you're getting a two dollar lead and a nine dollar lead. But in the end, maybe that nine dollar lead is actually better. Maybe that person turned into a paying customer. But we're getting more advanced there. We're t- just keeping it. Try to keep it as as simple as possible. But really keep in mind that making a general statement about a cost per lead. It varies so much because it just varies from niche to niche. I mean, someone in one particular industry might be like, I would kill for a $9 lead. And they're getting, you know, they're getting $30 leads and maybe that's good for them. Where on the flip side, they're like, oh my, you know, I would never, I would never want a $9 lead. You know what I mean? So it just, it varies. It depends on what industry you're in. But in general, that's what I'd be looking at.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad we addressed it. Okay, so where do we go from here? We talked about the troubleshooting metrics, and I'm going to give you extra detail in the show notes so you know where to find it and you have a list of those. But what else do they need to know in terms of metrics when they're just getting started?
1: Yeah. So we talked about what the metrics to be looking at to make the decisions on whether we should be, what to do with the ad. So after, let's just say our ad's running for three or four days now. Okay, cool. We're going to go in and look at the metrics we just looked at. And if you're happy with, if, if you're pretty happy with that, with the metrics, then you start to scale from there. And again, make sure that it's an incremental scale. If you're not getting very good results, then we need to look at, you're trying to use the data, use those metrics that we just looked at to try to figure out what your next step is, okay? So let's just say that you're getting a really good... Let's just say you're getting a 2% click-through rate and people are clicking on your ad. Your relevance score is... Let's just say your relevance score is seven. And so you're like, all right, cool. People are clicking on my ad. But let's just say maybe your cost per lead is is higher than you think it should be. Well, that would tell you that there's probably a disconnect on the landing page when they get there.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Because people are clicking on your ad, your relevance score is good, everything is good, but then when they get to your landing page, they're actually not converting, they're not opting in. So it's all about, this is an art, I'll be honest with you. It, it takes a while to kind of get used to this and like, okay, I'm seeing this sort of stat, so it might mean this. I need to look over here. If you have a low click-through rate, like if you're, let's, as I mentioned before, let's just say you're at like a 05 click through rate and you have a relevant score of three, well, your ad is probably not resonating with that target audience that you've that you've chosen to test out. And so then you want to make a kind of make a decision there like, you know what? I feel pretty good about this target audience. I feel like this is, these are my people here. It's probably the offer or how I'm communicating this offer to those people to get them to click. And so it's really using this data to make those decisions. Now, you might be saying, all right, Rick, my ad's doing pretty well. I've bumped it up to $12.50 or $13 a day from my $10, but I want to start to get some more going here. I want to add more. I want to scale some more, but I've already scaled up that one ad set by 25 to 30% what do I do now? Well, now it comes down to, okay, cool. You've got that list that you're compiling of target audiences. Now let's create a new ad set with one to a few interest targets in there. Again, going back to what we're talking about before, and now you're starting off with whatever kind of budget that you'd like to At that point, this is where we start to snowball our efforts here because we're starting off small, low budget. And then as we start to scale, we're like, all right, cool. This is working pretty well. I'm I'm feeling good about this. I have some more budget I want to put into it. At that point, then you can start creating more ad sets.
0: Nice. I like how you went through that. That makes perfect sense.
1: Cool. Thank you.
0: Do we make it? (laughs) Do we make it to the end?
1: I think we did. Oh yes, my we goodness. did. Yeah. I mean, th- I mean, look, like we can talk about all different types of things here, different scenarios and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, from start to finish, as far as keeping it as basic as possible, we nailed it. I love it. I love feel that good you're so sure it. of yourself. I feel good. I know you might have people saying like, no, you missed this part. You missed this part. And maybe we did miss a few little things along the way there. But... I mean, look, starting from our strategy, going through our targeting, talking about the setting, you know, setting things up, and again, in the most basic way possible, and then looking at, looking at the metrics. Now, I will say that out of all this stuff, I would say the part that most people have the hardest time with, and again, as I mentioned, it's, it is an art, is your ad is running, but maybe you're not getting the results that you're hoping for. So what do you do? Yes. So hopefully that, you know, the conversation there, as far as using the metrics to help you figure out what next step you should make was helpful.
0: Awesome. And we made a commitment to pump up the show notes for this episode, just so you could see some examples of what Rick's talking about and have a lot of the data at your fingertips as you're listening. So you definitely want to go to com forward slash 172 and check out all the notes we've included to enhance this episode. Rick, I cannot thank you enough. This two-part series of getting started with Facebook ads, the list building series has been so amazing. Thank you for being here.
1: This has been so much fun. We could go on for like six-part series. I
0: know, we really could. (laughs) And here's the greatest part. I'm glad you said that because we have gone on and on. We've done so many podcast episodes around Facebook ads and I'm going to link to some of the most relevant ones that will help you if you are just getting started. So don't stop here. Make sure to go to the show notes. Check out some of the episodes that Rick and I have chosen for you to kind of continue your education. Become a student of Facebook ads and you will definitely find the strategy in your business that helps Helps your list continue to grow and helps you to promote your programs, products, and services in the fastest, most efficient way possible. We cannot talk enough about Facebook ads. We feel that it's a must for your business and it's something we use every single day in ours. So again, thanks, Rick, for being here. I can't wait for you to come back. You can check out Rick at rickmoready.com. He has an amazing podcast on his own called The Art of Paid Traffic. Definitely worth checking out. I talk about it all the time. So make sure, of course, make sure you go check out everything Rick Mulready. Okay. So we finally reached the end of our two part getting started with Facebook ads series and a big thank you to Rick Mulready for all his help in making it happen and bringing in the tips and the tricks and the process so that you can take the knowledge that you have now around getting started with Facebook ads and putting it into action. Which actually leads me to next week's episode. Because no matter how much knowledge you have around a certain topic, that doesn't mean that you know how to take action, or that doesn't mean that you have really good habits to getting the work done. And that's why I invited Carrie of Life Hack Bootcamp in order to help us understand what it takes to create really consistent habits in our business and in our life. And what it takes to get the kind of accountability you need to get the work done. So next week's episode is all about accountability. And I think Carrie's going to blow your mind with some of the details, tips, and tricks that she has in order for you to help take all the knowledge that you have, turn it into daily habits to actually get the work done that means the most to your business, I'll give you a hint. We talk about champagne moments and how to create those bottle-popping champagne moments of celebration when you get the big stuff done in your business. I think you're going to love the entire process that Carrie lays out in next week's episode, and I hope to see you there. Now, before we sign off, a final word about our sponsor. As I mentioned in the beginning, I agreed to sing the praises of FreshBooks because they help Freelancers get paid faster. And not only are they the number one cloud accounting software out there, but also they help you get paid in just two clicks. And that's a big deal when you're shuffling paperwork everywhere and you're trying to get things organized. So to get your 30 day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com forward slash Amy. And in that section where they say, Where did you hear about us? type in online marketing made easy. I can't wait for you to give Freshbooks a try. Okay, guys, can't wait to see you again next week where we're diving into getting the work done and chatting about accountability. Bye for now.
1: Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.